This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out. Sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real-life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk about something that I just don't think we talk about enough, but it's a conversation that's worth having because it so profoundly affects your mom life. I call it the you can't monster. If you've never heard of it, it's because I totally made it up, but likely you've heard it called by other names like imposter syndrome or limiting beliefs. I like to call it the you can't monster. Whatever you call it, let's get honest with ourselves. We all have one. And she usually shows up in our minds and pounces on us anytime we think of stepping into our greatness. Typically, you'll experience this phenomenon when you're starting a new endeavor or trying to get better at something or trying to form a healthy habit. I'll give you an example of when I typically see mine. As I may have mentioned a time or two or 20, I love tennis. I took it up as an adult and it's been the one outdoor activity I've stuck with. I tend to be more of an indoor girl where the air conditioning and proper furniture exist. Well, tennis ain't easy. It's not intuitive and it's definitely one of those things you have to practice. And that recipe makes it the perfect storm for my you can't monster to rear her head. I'm not proud of this, but she once caused me to throw my tennis racket at my coach. That's right. I threw my tennis racket at my coach like a five-year-old. Okay, in fairness, I didn't throw it at him to hit him. I just threw it forcefully across the net and it went flying in his general direction. Thankfully, it landed at his feet without actually touching him. And he was so gracious when I apologized. He was like, did I say something to upset you? (laughs) I was like, no, I'm just frustrated with myself. Or more specifically, with my seeming lack of ability on the tennis court. I was at a practice for team tennis, which is not something I'm currently doing, but hope to be doing soon. And that day's practice didn't get any better, let me tell you. It ended with me letting out a Splash Mountain-like scream when I missed another easy ball. And I remember one of my teammates scolding me kind of disdainfully from the neighboring court. And I was like, deal with it! I yelled at her like a crazy lady. I can't deny it. I acted like a crazy lady. Then walking off the court, I marched up to my coach and I demanded to know if I could demote myself and move down a level. And he was like, no, Nikki, you're already on the roster for this division, and that's against the rules. And of course, I knew that rule full well. 
So then I was like, well, can I get my money back? And he looked me in the eye then and said, you want to quit? And I crossed my arms over my chest and stuck my chin out. And I was like, maybe I suck. I don't know about your you can't monster, but mine is a real B word. You know what I'm talking about, right? Your you can't monster is always saying, you can't afford it. You don't deserve it. You won't be any good at it. She rolled her eyes at you when you considered jumping into that exciting direct sales business opportunity and ticked off on her mean little fingers all the reasons you wouldn't succeed. She shook her head when you thought you might sign up to run a 5K and reminded you how hard it would be and how not athletic you are. And when you decided to put your soul on the internet and start a blog dedicated to empowering other moms, she raised her eyebrows at you and laughed. For me that day at tennis, she showed up as that voice repeating itself in my mind over and over. You're not good enough. You don't belong here. And it didn't stop there. My stinking thinking quickly spiraled into, why would anyone ever listen to you about the power of a positive mindset? Clearly, you don't have one. Why would anyone take advice from you? How could anyone ever be inspired by you? And this is where that kind of mindset bleeds into everything else we have going on. You've been there, right? You know you're powerful beyond measure. You know you're wonderfully made. But in those moments when the you can't monster shows up, it's like someone has you handcuffed, blindfolded, and gagged. As a friend and mentor once pointed out to me, giving in to that kind of self-sabotage is like having your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. Let's take creating your ideal mom life as an example. On one hand, you want to get your life and your schedule in order. You want to prioritize yourself, getting quality time with your kids and your husband and kick ass at work. But on the other hand, your you can't monster is telling you it's not possible. You have too much on your plate. You're too busy. There aren't enough hours in the day. You will always let someone down. You will always be failing at something. Do you see that? One foot on the gas, one foot on the brake. Ugh, it's a head-smacking, painfully accurate analogy if I've ever heard one. But here's the good news. You can't monsters only exist because we created them. And what you create, you can also discreate, uncreate. Is that even a word? Now, don't get me wrong. We didn't create these things intentionally. It happened slowly over time. The result and buildup of not-so-nice experiences dating back to when we were kids. For example, someone told us the picture we colored wasn't good enough, or we were never chosen first in PE to play Foursquare or kickball, or someone else made fun of our ideas or slid away from us when we tried to sit next to them on the bench at lunch. They told us our dark, curly hair looked stupid or that our outfits were ugly, and Before we knew it, a part of us started believing them. And then it was done. Your you can't monster was created and you didn't even know it. So the question, of course, is how do we discreate the you can't monster? And is that really possible? The answer is heck yeah. And here's how. First of all, remember who you are. Seriously, it's that simple. Remember who you are. You are God's daughter. You are a creation of the universe. Whoa, I just got a little woo-woo on you there. But seriously, it's true. It is absolutely true. You are God's daughter. You are a creation of the universe. Take a moment to really think about what that means. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. 
You are powerful beyond measure. You have it all. Okay, I can guess what you might be thinking. That's it? That's supposed to erase years of self-doubt? Look, I'm no expert. I don't claim to have any empirical evidence to back me up, but yeah, I think it can. At the very least, it shuts my you can't monster right up. And it's no wonder, what could she possibly say to that? No, you're not. Ha, that's like saying the sky isn't blue. In other words, she ain't got nothing. If that doesn't work, try this second tip, which I got from tennis legend Gigi Fernandez when I interviewed her for a Your Ideal Mom Life article. Act like you're having fun, even if you're not. During one of my conversations with Gigi, she recounted a time early in her career at the U.S. Open. That's right. I said the U.S. Open, as in the tennis Grand Slam that takes place in New York every year and is covered by ESPN and watched by millions of people. She played in that. She told me about a time at the U.S. Open when she was not having fun. In fact, she'd already made up her mind that this was going to be her last Grand Slam. She was quitting tennis as soon as it was over and heading back to Puerto Rico to, quote, get married and have babies, unquote. But before she actually carried out this diabolical plan, she had the sense to employ the advice of a brilliant sports psychologist she'd been working with. He told her, act like you're having fun, even if you're not. Gigi was like, at first, this advice seemed absurd. How do you act like you're having fun when you're not? But she tried it, although begrudgingly at first. And after each match she won in the tournament, he would ask her, are you having fun? And she'd be like, no, I'm not having fun. I'm stressed. But wouldn't you know it, as she continued to pretend she was having fun, she continued to win her matches. And at the very end, she'd won the whole dang tournament. By then, of course, she was having a blast. How often do you say to yourself, I love my mom life? A lot, hopefully. But if sometimes you sort of feel like motherhood is one long ride on the hot mess express, you're not alone. As a mom, you have the best intentions of getting your to-do list, your goals, and you know, your life in order. And sometimes you kind of do. But then a small human asks you repeatedly for a snack and you completely lose track of what you are doing. Sound familiar? Our mission at Your Ideal Mom Life is to help moms take back their time and get more of what they want. And we have a fun and simple and free way to help you make that happen. It's called the Mom Life Challenge. During this challenge, you'll learn how to create a mom life you absolutely love. In three days, you'll jumpstart the habits you need to organize your life and your schedule. Translation, less mom fails, more winning. And did I mention it's free? Visit us at youridealmomlife.com slash momlifechallenge and join thousands of other moms who are taking back their time and loving their mom life again. I love that story because it's so relatable to our everyday mom lives. Where in your life could you be acting like you're having fun, even if you're not? When you're running late for a meeting? When your kids are making you nuts? When the weight loss journey is grueling and difficult? When the obstacles between you and your dreams keep popping up like landmines? As much as your you can't monster would love for you to throw yourself on the ground and kick and scream, or is that just me? Try pretending instead that you're having fun. 
Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't allow yourself to experience anger and frustration. Remember, I always say that you absolutely should experience your feelings because if you don't, they will find their way out one way or another, and you know it will be at the most embarrassing or inconvenient time. Have you ever burst into tears at work or at the grocery store? Or again, is that just me? What I am saying is, from a place of awareness of your feelings, choose to have fun. You'll feel like a big phony at first. You might even feel ridiculous. You definitely won't feel like you're having fun until suddenly you do. And that, my friends, is where the magic happens. That's when your you can't monster will run out of ammo. How much easier do you think it is to honor your time blocks, to referee arguments between your kids, to keep going even when the scale is telling you a different story, to step over landmines when you're having fun? Uh, You probably don't need to guess. It's a lot easier. But it goes beyond that. Where would we all be if Gigi, for example, hadn't employed this advice all those years ago? What if she had indeed quit tennis? It's profound to think of all the people she would never have inspired, the records she would never have set, the lives she would never have touched. That same thought is true for you too. What if you're allowing your you can't monster to hold you back from your destiny? What if harnessing your power is on the other side of simply making the switch to acting like you're having fun even when you're not? You cannot forget, my friend, even in those hard moments, that you are destined for greatness. Rise up and claim it, girlfriend. A third thing that helps with discreating your you can't monster is to talk to yourself. Woohoo, I got that one down. No, but seriously, I mean, talk to yourself the way you would talk to someone you love. Encourage yourself. Pump yourself up. This tip is particularly effective when you're about to perform, whether it's before a workout or presenting at a board meeting or throwing a big dinner party, which hopefully we'll all be able to do again soon. Ideally, you would talk to yourself in your head and not out loud if you're among strangers, but if you need to take a mutter under your breath, go for it. When I used to go to my gym, I would encourage myself loudly, and I'm pretty sure my fellow gym goers could hear me, but I didn't care. How else am I supposed to do a pull-up? My go-to is, you got this. Sometimes I'll throw in a, yes, you can, which is in direct response to my you can't monster who just forced me to think, I can't do this. Often, I'll add a physical element to my self-talk too. I'll give myself a double thump over the heart, gangsta style, or I'll lightly slap the outside of my thigh like I'm trying to giddy up a horse. Gigi tells herself, you can do it. And you know what, girlfriend? You can. Finally, remember that the goal should not be to win. I know this seems counterintuitive. Isn't that everyone's ultimate goal to win? Historically, it's definitely been mine. But having been around the block with this stuff a few times, it seems to me now that losing your death grip on the win is how you crush a huge, terrifying goal, like starting a new business, leaving a toxic marriage, winning Wimbledon, whatever, without becoming paralyzed by the weight of its importance. It's that weight that gives the you can't monster a foothold. She wants you to be absolutely terrified of losing. But you know what? Winning is simply the result of everything you did leading up to that moment. It's the result of consistent effort day in and day out. Winning happens at the end. In other words, commit to the process. Release the result. Focus on being great at the elements that make up the win. 
In tennis, that might mean moving your feet, watching the ball, transferring your weight forward, or keeping your tossing arm up on your serve. I just geeked out on you, I know. But for those of you who play tennis, you know what I mean. In life, it could mean waking up early to dedicate the first 30 minutes of every day to honing your craft, devising that business plan, or sweating your face off during another intense training session, releasing the result, and committing to the process without fail even when no one is watching, is how you get the win. So don't be afraid of your giant dreams. After all, when the goal is not to win, there's no need to feel overwhelmed. Take it one point at a time. When you do that often enough, with consistency, the win is inevitable. And anyway, being far from where you want to be doesn't mean you aren't great at what you're doing right now. Remember, greatness is a choice. Before we go, I want to leave you with this. You would be amazed at what you can do when you believe you cannot fail. I experienced this phenomenon when I was at tennis camp that I took with Gigi, and I created the tennis experience of a lifetime and got to play doubles with her. With her as my partner, I knew we could not lose. I simply knew it as fact, the way I know my eyes are brown and the sky is blue. From that place of knowledge and belief I accessed a power within me that I can honestly say I've only tapped into a handful of times. I went for it on my serve. I was aggressive with my ground strokes. I emphatically won us a point on a backhand put away volley. In other words, because I believed we would dominate, I behaved like a dominator. And here's the kicker. It worked. Where in your life could this be true for you? Where do you find yourself waiting for a GG? to step onto the court alongside you before you'll access the power you already have? What if instead you just decided to believe in yourself the way I did that one day at tennis camp? Do you think you could do hard things? Tackle big, hairy, audacious goals? Tell your you can't monster where to go? Oh yeah, girlfriend, you betcha. And the results, they'll be amazing. So what are you waiting for? Try it. The next time your You Can't Monster shows up and starts throwing her annoying weight around to ruin your day, tell her what's up. You're God's daughter. You are a creation of the universe. You decide. Go after it. Play full out. Ain't nobody got nothing on you, beautiful. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.